Welcome. You're listening to Strength for the Hour, the radio outreach of Fruit of the Vine Ministries in Louisville, Ohio. We're passionate about strengthening you with deep truths from the Word of God and bringing hope to the world through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, My words are spirit and they are life. So may you experience new life from this message today by John Davison. Well, God bless you, brothers and sisters. Man, welcome, 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 welcome back to this broadcast. Alex does such a wonderful job bringing it in, and, and we're just so grateful to have him on board. Brothers and sisters, I just really, you know, the Holy Spirit's been moving me for several weeks now and moving me into an area where realistically we need to sit back and we need to think for just a minute we really need to to have a a shake up and a a checking of what's going on in the world around us and the way that we process things and so i want to spend time today and i really want to talk about jesus i want to talk about your perception of jesus i want to talk about my perception of jesus and i want to talk about what the scriptures talk about when they're actually speaking of this jesus this this christ this messiah and so let's just ask the holy spirit real quick Father, Holy Spirit, I thank you so much that you are willing to guide us, train us, and teach us in all truths. I thank you that everything that comes into our mind, is it's available to be filtered through the truth of the Word of God. And I thank you that you've instructed us to take all truths captive to the obedience of Christ, to take all thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ, to take everything that comes into our world captive to the obedience of Christ, and make sure that everything in our world is fitting for the kingdom of God, because that's what we're operating in. You know, brothers and sisters, it's really interesting about the the, the, the concept of being born again. You know, when Nicodemus came to Jesus in in John chapter 3, you know, this is the middle of the night. Jesus is, 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 I mean, goodness, he's hanging out. You know, he's probably just about to rest for the evening, if not just coming out of prayer. Nicodemus, who's a, who's a Pharisee, he's a, he's a leader of Israel. He sneaks away in the middle of the night. He doesn't want anybody to know about what he's doing. He's being very quiet about his interest in Jesus. He's kind of keeping to himself. And he's saying, yeah, I'm really interested in this Jesus guy, but I'm going to go to him secretly to see if I can find out this truth or this information about him. And so he goes to Jesus in the middle of the night. He comes to Jesus and he says, what must I do to enter the kingdom of God? And that's the question. He says, what must I do to enter into the kingdom of God? You see, Jesus, the real Jesus, the true Jesus, the Jesus of Christianity, the Jesus, the Messiah of Israel, The Jesus that is in the New Testament, you see, he is a king, and he has a kingdom. And the true Jesus has the authority over death, hell, and the grave. And Nicodemus comes to him and he says, you, Jesus, you've been speaking about a kingdom. He said, you've been speaking about sowing seed. You see, you keep saying the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is like this, or it's like a man who scatters seed. And you keep talking about this kingdom and all these principles and all these precepts, Jesus, that you're speaking about, they speak to me. Even the leaders in Israel said that, listen, no man has ever spoken like this man, like Jesus before. Even Nicodemus, a Pharisee, comes to Jesus in the middle of the night and he says, Jesus, Jesus, listen. What do I got to do to get into this kingdom? 
what do I need to do to get in this kingdom? Jesus said, listen, unless the man, unless someone is born again, he says they cannot see, they cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And see, this concept is so important because we think born again is just salvation. But the true and real Jesus came to bring access back to our heavenly father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the father, but by me. And nobody can enter the kingdom of God, but by Jesus, the real Jesus. Jesus later says, he tells the disciples, listen, you need to be careful because there's going to come a time in the future. Now, this is after death, burial, resurrection, of course, probably more towards our time and frame. He said, listen, there's going to come a time where there's going to be false messiahs. There's going to be false Jesuses. And he says, listen, these individuals, these false Jesuses, okay, they're going to claim all kinds of things. And listen, there's going to be people that say, I am Jesus. They're going to say, I am the Christ. Now, listen, some people are going to say, well, I know people on YouTube or I know people out there that claim that they're Jesus. I understand that. But in the passage of what Jesus is speaking about, what he's saying is, listen, there's going to come people that say that Jesus from the Bible is the Messiah and yet deceive many people. They're going to acknowledge Jesus as the real, true Jesus, but they're going to lead people astray in Jesus' name. And so it's very important for us as the church to understand the real, true Jesus and what he came to do. And so I want to focus on Jesus for just a little while here today. And I want to talk about the difference between, let's say, the Jesus of the New Testament and the Jesus of the Quran or the Jesus of the Mormons, or the Jesus of the Jehovah Witnesses, because these are all different people. Let me say that again. The characteristics and the attributes of the Jesus in the Quran is completely different than the attributes and characteristics and the abilities of the Jesus in the Bible. They're literally two different Jesuses. And this may sound shocking for some people, but I want you to understand that, listen, we have many concepts of Jesus in our society today. We have so many ideas of who Jesus is, but the Jesus of Israel, the Jesus of the, of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Jesus who came through the lineage of King David, the son of David, you know, when Jesus was healing people, there were many that cried out to him, son of David, have mercy on me. In other words, they were ascribing to Jesus a specific characteristic. They were saying the Jesus who comes from the line of King David, he is the Jesus who can heal. Now in the Quran, they teach that Jesus is a servant of Allah, of the God of the Quran. And they believe that when Jesus returns at the end of the age, that Jesus is going to be a devout Muslim. And that this Jesus of the Quran, whom they call Isa, that this Isa is going to break all of the crosses across the world. He's going to stand up and say, I am not the son of God, like all of the Christians teach. And he's going to bow down to the Islamic Messiah, the Mahdi. 
and he is going to give power and authority and praise to the Mahdi. This is the Jesus of the Quran. This is nothing like the Jesus of the Bible. So when a Muslim says to you, I believe in Jesus too. We believe Jesus is a prophet or we honor all of God's prophets. What they're saying to you is they're saying that we believe in the Jesus that is written about in the Quran, but not the Jesus you believe. We believe in the Jesus who is just a prophet. He was just a man and he was certainly not God in the flesh. And see, in the Bible, Jesus says, before Abraham was, before the patriarch Abraham, way back in the early of the Old Testament, he said, before Abraham was, I am. And you see, the word, the phrase, I am, is very specific, because God says, listen, when God went to, to, to Moses in the burning bush, Moses was called to go back to Egypt, and he was called to bring the Israelites out of captivity in Egypt. And Moses says, well, what if I go to the people and they don't believe me? Whom shall I say sent me to them? Who? What is your name, God? And God says, I am. Now, God, that's a very specific name of God, of Yahweh of the Bible. Why? Because God is not changing. God is the same yesterday, today. And forever. And so when God says that his name is I am, that means in 2000 years, he's still going to be I am. He still is who he is. He's not the great I was. He is the great I am. He is present. He is unchanging. He is unmovable. He is a solid foundation for you to take refuge and to be in relationship with. He doesn't have mood swings or attitude problems. You can count on God to be God 24-7 every single day of the week. It doesn't matter what the time frame is or what's going on in your life. God is the same. And when the Pharisees, when Jesus spoke to the Pharisees and Sadducees, and he says, listen, before Abraham was, I am. He was saying, listen, I am God. I am the one who led you out of the desert. I am the rock who was in the wilderness. I am the one who gave you. I am the bread that came down from heaven. I am the manna. I am your God. And I am here to show you the way to truth, back to the Father, and inheritance in the kingdom of God. Listen, this is a message of freedom. You see... When we understand Jesus came to bring us back into relationship with the Father, we understand that Jesus came to serve and not to be served. And he says that in Matthew chapter 20, verses 25 to 28. He says, listen, I came to serve, not to be served. I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I didn't come so that you could be in bondage. I didn't come so that you could start a religion. I didn't come so that you could start something new. I came to bring forth the foundations, the foundational stones, the foundational rocks, which will guide you into all truths, which will be a solid foundation for your life. And I'm going to take it just from from the, the outside, these rituals and rules and routines, these patterns that you just are following, 
following, but your heart's not in it. He says, listen, I'm going to put the Holy Spirit inside of you, and the Holy Spirit is going to guide you into all truths. And he says, listen, you've heard it said not to commit adultery, but I say anyone who looks at a woman with lust in his heart has already committed adultery with her in his heart. You see, the Jesus of the Bible takes everything God says and he makes it into a personal lifestyle, a personal application. Jesus came and when he came, when he died on that cross, you see, he took every sin, every sickness, everything that the earth inherited through the curse, through Adam and Eve's disobedience to God. Jesus took every single piece of that. He put it on himself on the cross and he died as you on the cross so that when you come to him and you recognize what he did for you, you get a free, clean slate. Three days later, the real Jesus, the Jesus of the New Testament, the Jesus of life and life more abundantly, the Jesus of the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but by Him. The Jesus who rose from the dead on the third, on the third day says, listen, behold, I hold the keys of death and hell. In other words, I'm the real Jesus. I'm the real deal. I hold the keys of death and hell. In other words, you don't have to be afraid of death anymore. Why? Because if you come to me, I will give you life, life more abundantly. And if you will lay down your life, if you will pick up your cross, if you will follow me, if you will deny yourself and come to me, I'm going to show you a life that you never thought was possible because I conquered death. So you no longer have to live in the fear of death. And you no longer have to go out and kill people. You no longer have to go out and murder. You no longer have to go out and steal. It's no longer a dog-eat-dog world. It's now you are having the life that I destined you to have from the creation of the world because I took your sins upon myself. And I now, like Nicodemus needed to do, I now give you the opportunity to come into a new life. You get to be literally washed clean and you get to be born again. Everything passes away. All things become new. And I'm going to give you authority on the earth. I'm going to give you the authority that my father gave me. I'm going to give you all authority to trample on serpents, to drive out demons, to cleanse the lepers, to heal the sick, to raise the dead. I'm going to give you the same authority that the father gave me. And he said, just as I am in the father. And the Father is in me, so you will be in me as I am in the Father. What does that mean? That means that just as Jesus and the Father are one, Jesus, through what he did on the cross, if you come to him, the true Jesus, you no longer have to lay down your life in order to please God in a way of killing someone or in the way of conquering territory through swords, through drug deals, through all these things that you were doing, putting your life in danger to try to make a living. Jesus says, listen, if you lay down your life before me, if you give me your life, I'm going to give you life in return. Jesus said, listen, if you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. But if you lose your life, you will save it. You will find life and life now. This isn't just about an eternity message. This isn't just about going to heaven. This is about living a life in God right now where you have a relationship with a loving father, where you have a father from heaven who speaks to you continually. 
you have a Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit which will guide you into all truths in every single situation. This isn't just a Sunday message. This is a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is an everyday lifestyle. And you can walk in this lifestyle through the real Jesus. It doesn't matter if you're a Jehovah Witness, if you're a Mormon, if you're a Buddhist, if you're a Hindu, if you're a Muslim, everybody can come to this true Jesus, lay down their life, pick up their cross, accept Jesus dying for your sins to be in a relationship with a loving Father now and have a life of victory. Have a life where you can conquer every situation that comes around you, where you don't have to be swayed back and forth by your circumstances, where you can live in a solid, unmovable, unshakable life. Where no matter what comes in your world, no matter what anybody says about you, to you, around you, no matter what your job is like, no matter what your finances look like, you can live a life of joy, peace, happiness, right standing with the Father, and where you can hear from God personally and intimately, just like Adam and Eve heard in the, in the garden. That's the gospel. That is the message, the good news. The good news is that when Jesus rose from the dead, he gave you access to God. If you come through him. Now listen, if you're a Jehovah Witness and you're listening to this, you don't have that ability. And here's why you don't have that ability, because in the doctrine of the Jehovah Witnesses, they don't believe that Jesus had the authority to do these things. They don't believe that they have a an, an, a place where they can live life in a conquering victory right now. They will teach you that what you have to do is you have to struggle through life, and one day when Jesus returns, he's going to set up perfection on earth, and eventually if we make it to that point, then maybe we'll enjoy perfect peace in the eternity, in the kingdom. But listen, Jesus made it very clear. He says, listen, the kingdom of God, if you're born again, the kingdom of God is within you. The righteousness, the peace, the joy is a victory that you can have 24-7 in this life right now that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Well, what about the Jesus of the Quran? Well, maybe you're a Muslim and you're listening to this and you refer to him as Isa. Well, I just challenge you to pick up the Quran. Look at Isa. Study Isa of the Quran. Do you know that even Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammad never brought life into anything. You know what he did? He said that Jesus was a prophet. But listen, in the Quran, it says that Jesus made a bird out of clay, out of mud and the dirt, and he breathed upon it and it became alive. You see, in Jesus in the Quran, it even says that Isa took dirt and he breathed life into it. And then all of a sudden it became alive. Well, that's funny because in Genesis chapter one, it says that God took dirt from the ground. He made a man and he breathed into it and the man became alive. It's funny because Isa in the Quran is doing the same thing that the God of the Bible does in Genesis chapter one. Muhammad never did that in the Quran. Muhammad never did anything like that. Muhammad only spoke words, whereas in the Quran, the Isa of the Quran, he actually performed miracles. Now, I realize that if you're a Muslim, you don't believe that Jesus is the son of God. You don't believe God has a son. But Jesus, if you believe he's a prophet, I challenge you to read his words in the New Testament. Read his words in the New Testament. If you believe Jesus is a prophet, 
Then listen to the words of what Jesus says. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to God the Father but through me. You cannot come to God the Father but through Jesus. You cannot do it through the Quran. You cannot do it by blowing people up or murdering someone. You cannot do it by praying five times a day. You cannot do it by bowing towards Mecca. All of those things are your own acts. Those things are your own ways of trying to please God. But when Jesus came, he took sin upon himself and he took upon himself the wrath of God and he pleased the father by being obedient all the way to death, even death on a cross, and then rose from the grave on the third day, victorious over death, hell and the grave. And he brings life to those who are coming to him and become a new creation in Jesus. And Jesus offers this life to every man. Peter says later in his, in his writings, he said that God wishes that no man should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Why? Because God created every single person with a design. Every single person, it doesn't matter who you are, what color you are, what race you are, it doesn't matter if you're male, female, it doesn't matter if, you, if you're confused about your sexual identity, it doesn't matter if you have a problem with lust, none of those things are, are matter at this moment. What matters is, is for you to come before the Father and say that I, Father, want to be in a relationship with you. And I realize that what Jesus did on the cross opened up the door for me to come to you and be in a relationship with you. Listen, God is willing for you to test him. He says, let's put me to the test. He says, listen, try me, taste and see that the Lord is good. I just, I would challenge you. To go before God in your personal time and say, Lord, I want to know this real Jesus. I want to know the freedom in Jesus that I'm hearing about. I want to know how I can be in right relationship with you. I want to know, I'm tired of the frustrated lifestyle. I'm tired of the hardship. I'm tired of going through every single day. I'm tired of, of waking up in the morning and hugging my pillow for a half an hour because I don't want to get out of bed yet. I'm tired of the medications. I'm tired of the doctors. I'm tired of the frustration. I'm tired of being frustrated with my spouse. I'm tired of being frustrated with my kids. I'm tired of being frustrated with my finances and my career and my lifestyle. Lord, I'm just sick of it and I want to hand it all to you. I want to give you the whole package and say, I've just given you this shot. Lord, I'm giving you an opportunity, God. You show yourself to me through Jesus. You show me what Jesus is like and taste and see that the Lord is good. And he will. He is faithful to show you who he is because he loves you and you were created for a purpose. He thought about you from the foundation of the world. And you cannot, cannot, cannot come to the Father through all of these different religions. You can only come to the Father through the Son, through the real resurrected Christ through the real Jesus, not the Catholic Jesus, not the Jesus of the Mormons, not the Jesus of the Quran, not the Jesus of, of the Jehovah Witnesses, but the Jesus of the New Testament, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That Jesus will set you free, brothers and sisters. They will, he will, and he can, and he shall, just as he's done for me and countless 
hundreds of millions and thousands and billions of others throughout the years. Jesus is still the same Jesus who rose from the dead, conquered the grave, conquered death and hell. And you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in worry. You don't have to live in doubt anymore. You can live in faithfulness. You can live in victory. You can live a conquered life through the risen Son of God. And God wants that for you today. God wants you to come to His Son. He says, listen, I've made a way for you now. There's no excuses. The book of Romans chapters one says that, listen, God created the heavens and the earth. And he says, listen, everything that you see points to a created God. He said he created everything so that men would be without excuse. You know, there's a God, you know, there's somebody out there who loves you. You know, there's a God who thought about you from the foundation of the world. You know that there's a God who's been there watching over you from time to time to time and time. Lay down the horoscope. The horoscope is just the, the, the creation. The creation can't tell you what the, what the creation can't give you your future. Only the creator can. Would you come and have a new future in Christ Jesus? Lay down your life. Come to him and say, listen, I want to give you a shot, God. I'm laying down my life before you. I want to be born again. I want to enter the kingdom of heaven and say, Jesus, I believe. Jesus, you're the son of God. Jesus, you died for my sins. Jesus, I want a new life. Jesus, I want to be born again. Make me a new creation right now. Holy Spirit, come and fill me in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come inside of me right now and teach me all truths. Holy Spirit, bring the peace that passes all understanding. Jesus, come and be my best friend. Father, come and be my daddy, my Abba. Come and be the one who's going to guide me. Come and be the one who shows me everything that you created me for. And God will do that because he loves you. He loves you. He loves you so, so incredibly much. And my prayer for you today is that you would receive God's love. Father, I thank you that you're such a loving, wonderful Abba. I thank you that you're such a wonderful, loving creator. Lord, we lift up your name for everything that you've done for us, Lord. And we praise you We love you, Father. We thank you for forgiveness in Jesus and praise you in his mighty name. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us for this broadcast of Strength for the Hour. Our hope is that you have received rest, revelation, edification, sanctification, and truth. To learn more about this ministry and to be further strengthened in your faith, you can visit us at our website, www dot fruit of the vine dot wix dot com forward slash fruit of the vine there you'll find a link to our facebook and youtube if you'd like to send us a letter please write to fruit of the vine ministries p.o box 222 Louisville, ohio 44641 and for a final word of encouragement here again is john davison thanks alex you know god anointed the New Testament writers and the Holy Spirit spoke through them and says this in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 for the word of God is living and active sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit the joints and the marrow it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart and Jesus says this in the book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verse 8. He says, listen, I know your deeds. See, I place before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Well, praise God, brothers and sisters, that the word of God was able to penetrate into our hearts today and that the Lord gave us strength through his message as he spoke the word through his word by his Holy Spirit to you where you're at in your home and in your atmosphere. So I just thank you so much for taking your time 
and listening to the Word of God with us today. We hope that you've been blessed, encouraged, and strengthened by the Word of God. So thank you so much. God bless you and keep you in His perfect peace. In Jesus' mighty name, Shalom. Shalom.